When you realize what your future can be, you want to do it right. UCF Online offers more than 100 fully online programs, plus personalized support from success coaches, so you can get to the future that's right for you. From the 2023 OLC Accelerate Conference in front of a live audience. Let's hear you, live audience. Thank you very much for that. I'm Kelvin Thompson. And I'm Tom Cavanaugh. And you are listening to TopCast, the teaching online podcast. Hey, Tom. Hey, Kelvin. How'd we get here? Uh, I took a flight to okay. Reagan National from Orlando International. Oh, it was lovely. Me too. On time. Mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So here we are, here we are, 2023 Accelerate Conference. Mm-hmm. Uh, back at it again. Back at it. With our friends and colleagues in the room. In fact, in this very room, we have, if I'm counting right, at least four previous TopCast guests. Ooh. Ooh. Yeah. Wow. It's cultish a little bit. A little bit, yeah. Yeah, yeah. celebrities that's among right. us. Yeah, that's, yeah. That's, that's, that's nice. Uh, for those of you who uh, don't usually listen, we'll say that we do build this show as a collegial conversation conducted over a shared cup of coffee, usually about digital learning, online learning, blended learning. Uh, and for fun, we usually try to tie at least one of our beverages to the topic of the day since we're recording separately, uh, usually these days. But today, we, we share from the same beverage in our Gaylord Resort golden mug, but that's, uh, I didn't brew this from the, um, the room, Tom. Uh, I was gonna, I do, you know, carry a coffee making kit and I was gonna try to, but it'd be cold, but you've got like here. a holster with I all do. Your, like, it's, it's like coffee that. paraphernalia ready that's to right. go. But um, I know you've sipped this already. Um, this uh, was a mystery to you until you sipped it. And you were like, what in the world is yeah, this? This is not your typical fare. That's right. Because there's more, there's stuff in there besides coffee. That's right. Yeah. Scotch. No, that's not true. That's not, it's not true. There is proof. You say, uh, yes, you yeah, we've, we've dressed it up as my dad would say. That's right. Proof in your coffee. So there's a little bit of mystery, uh, in the cup and there mm-hmm. are, there are multiple substances, coffee and milk and chocolate and stuff in there. Arsenic. Yeah. Well, no, 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 that's it. That's, that's it. Uh, so I thought that all of that was kind of suitable for today's episode okay. recording topic. So can you, I assume it's tasty. Yeah. Uh, I thought it was good. I can't drink this stuff every day, no. but it's nice for a change. It's like a dessert. Dessert, exactly. Yeah. That's right. But can you find a connection to today's topic? Um, probably not. <laughs> uh, I'm terrible at the connections. Um, I would say because we... Um, have uh, crowdsourced, yes. perhaps, our topics of yes. the day. And it's a bit of a mishmash yes. of, uh, of various ingredients mm-hmm, going mm-hmm, into mm-hmm. one delicious cup of podcast. Uh, yeah, I, I, that, that kind of that tracks. I okay. figured, right. you know, our, our, our listeners don't really know what we're talking about. Our audience doesn't really know what we're talking about. We don't really know. We, oh, oh, yeah, sorry, we, we have no clue. Yeah. Uh, and it's, it's going to be a combination of things. So why don't we just uh, tell people that we did put out a call for crowdsourced topics for this TopCast Live episode. And uh, two topics rose neck and neck, and they, they tied at the, at the finish line. And those two topics were... First, how do we prioritize the human element in an increasingly AI-driven future of digital learning? Mm, Good topic. And second, predicted future developments in online and blended learning over the next five years. Also, good topic. 
And so we thought we might just merge those topics together, mm -hmm. not unlike the coffee and the chocolate and the milk, and address how the framing and implementation of our new increasingly AI-influenced field might continue to evolve over the next few years. Okay, yeah. Well, you know, I, I, I've been to a few uh, higher ed online digital learning uh, conferences this year. Mm. and No um, mention of AI. No, it's odd. It hasn't, <laughs> it hasn't come, come up. up. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's like you can't swing a cat without hitting AI around here. It's, uh, it's really the topic du jour. It's like we haven't even started AI, and I'm sick of AI already. <laughs> um, but, you know, like we have not yet even, like, begun um, to, to address that topic. So I get why that's a, that's a spicy topic that, um, that people want to discuss. Yeah, it's weird. I mean, maybe we should uh, observe this, that as we're recording uh, this and at the time of this episode's release, we're going to be just under a year since the public release of ChatGPT. Yeah, yeah. And what a wild year it has been. And then also, when we did this last recorded live thing, <laughs> there also were dueling topics. And one of those dueling topics was about predicting the future of five years. So. Uh, hmm. I know a little bit about uh, what we said, because I, I, I went back and looked. Uh, we said uh, five years ago that over the next five years, there'd be more of a merger of digital learning and online education, because those two concepts were sort of dueling at the time, okay. and uh, more mainstreaming. And uh, I guess all of our listeners and guests here will have to gauge whether our track record for predictions is good or not, so buyer beware. But uh, I don't know. I think there has been more merging. Of course, the pandemic didn't. Yeah, heard for that. I didn't predict that. No, no, I didn't either. You know, so that's uh, that's it. Now we did get some comments about these topics. So, do you want to get a little taste of some of these? We're gonna throw some out so we can kind of, you know, hear some sure. uh, com some comments. You want to read one or two? Of I'll these? take the first one here. All right. So AI is mentioned in almost every meeting I'm in. I can relate. Mm. It's on everyone's minds, and I think we need some collaboration in our field to define what is distinctly human. Furthermore, I think we need to keep our conversations fresh as the technology is rapidly evolving. Yeah, yeah, I think we can all feel those feels. You know, that, that seems like something we can all relate to. Yeah, someone else refers to it as the hottest topic on the list. Another person says, as AI permeates the educational landscape, it's crucial to remember that education is fundamentally a human endeavor. And by understanding how to better focus on preserving and enhancing the human connection, we ensure that students receive not only knowledge, but also the empathy, mentorship, and critical thinking skills necessary for success, uh, et cetera, et cetera. So we've been talking about this on past TopCast episodes a, a good bit, so maybe it's not surprising uh, that some of our listeners think that's surprisingly something we need to talk more about. But yeah. I think it's because it's not easy, right? This, this figuring out the, the place of the human. It is. In fact, even um, even the, the, another comment was um, I wanted two options hmm. because the AI topic is so relevant. I want to know what I need to pay attention to now mm -hmm. that will impact and kind of what's going to be in the in the future. Um, and I and I think that role of the human mm -hmm. in that is is something that is um, maybe not so much the now, but is something that we have to think about now because it's gonna impact us in the, in the future. Like how do we teach students how to ethically use AI? How do we teach faculty? Um, I've talked about this a little bit, but I'm about to have a retreat with, with our division. We're gonna spend a day 
talking about AI and the, the challenge I'm going to give to the team is if, if we had 20% more demand tomorrow mm -hmm. and we can't hire anybody, like how would we leverage AI to meet that demand? And I think this is actually mm -hmm. a very real challenge we're probably about to face. Yeah, and that's tricky though, right? I mean, I think, I think that's right. Let the AI do what the AI do, does right. well. Let the humans do what the humans do well. Um, we don't want to confuse those roles. We don't want to become more robotic uh, and expect the, the AI to do what should be fundamentally human work. I was talking with a, with a vendor partner uh, recently and uh, they were talking about how, how they were pursuing principles related to AI in, um, in their development work. And they're like, anything that really should be humans, you know, like feedback, grading, yeah. <laughs> that should be humans. Yeah. That shouldn't be yeah. like, you know, automatic. And I, and I wonder sometimes, um, we, there's a joke in here somewhere, but I think as we all look for an easy button, we could easily get those roles confused. Like we're looking for efficiencies. Where's the easy button? Push, and mm -hmm. and and we and we seed our human value at if we're not if we're not careful. But hey, I was working on slides uh, over the last couple of days, and I love that little design assistant thing Me in too. PowerPoint. I love know? that thing. Yeah, <laughs> it's great. Ooh, it's a prettier slide now. <laughs> I, I was going through a LinkedIn Learning module the other day to, uh, it was about AI, sort of in prep for this retreat mm -hmm. that we're gonna do. And um, you know, shout out to a guy named Dave Burse. He's awesome. Uh, he's, I think he's a great follow. <laughs> I'm getting no <laughs> compensation for that plug. Uh, I'm just a fan. Mm -hmm. um, but one of the things he said that sort of helped me frame this relationship between the human and the machine was that you have to look at the AI as a collaborator. It's not a slave, mm -hmm. it's a collaborator. And you're only gonna get out what you put in. So the, you have to give it at least as much information in your prompt as you would a human collaborator that you were gonna work with. Mm -hmm. And then you kind of have to iterate and go back and forth. And if you kind of look at it in that mindset, then it becomes this tool, this sort of helper, but the human is driving it. The human is the one that's mm -hmm. sort of got the leash that's leading the, the bot around, but mm -hmm. it can, as you said, sort of take the the more routine, automated sort of tasks off your plate, or even kind of give you some ideas that you can then run with as as the human to to put you know kind of your unique, innate uh, creative spin on. Yeah, and I, I I think about you know your your challenge to your team about uh, how can we use AI better in our work, and I think about things like. Um, the various roles in online blended and digital learning, right? Uh, faculty, instructional designers, administrative leaders, students, and each of those roles, how, may, how might AI be used appropriately, like reduced time to course development? Yep. Enhanced options, like more personalization in course design, you know, because mm -hmm. you can come up with different scenarios maybe. Um, more opportunity for humanized feedback in our assessment of learning rather than automating AI generated feedback mm -hmm. you know because you took you you save some time over there so you can do some things over here I, I wonder about that and then I think about things like graduating students who understand how to use AI assistance within their jobs what yeah. would that take yeah well and I mean I think it's perhaps you know a bit of malpractice if we are not thinking about how do we train students on yep. how to use it because they're going to go into the workforce yep. and this is going to be a uh, an expectation that they're going to have within their profession to, you know, to be efficient because, you know, 
within the bounds of ethics, if I were a business owner, I kind of don't care, right, if this is your original work mm. or if it's the bot, if the thing gets done mm. at a high quality level. And if you're the one doing it, so be it. I'm not going to be, as a business owner, running your you know memo report through Turnitin. Like, does it have the data? Does it provide what I need? You know, so I, I think we need to teach students how to use it in a, in a proper way. But the context is very different from a, an academic context. Yeah, I think I think that's right. And I was, I was thinking about, you know, kind of projecting ourselves in the future there a little bit. And I was mm -hmm. thinking about online blended and digital learning. We talk often about access and flexibility, right? schedule flexibility, uh, more support, normalization of post-traditional student profiles, all that kind of stuff. And now I'm wondering, like, how does AI assistance fit within that? You know, is, it, is, it, is that something that we should be embracing all the more, you know, online as an affordance for students who need the, the most support and mm -hmm. flexibility, mm -hmm. right? Because they're, they're reaching out for, for that and wonder what that looks like for them Personally, yeah, I mean that's that's baking AI into the process of mm -hmm. of our business, right? Yeah. So that like, how can we point it at at good, not evil, right? Yeah, like how right. can we help students who are most at risk? Mm -hmm. And you know, the AI can you know, analyze the data so much more quickly than a, a human advisor or a success mm -hmm. coach could, but a success coach could use those data to do proactive outreach and have a human conversation, but the AI can help them determine who's most at risk, why are they most at risk, what are the interventions that you could use to potentially help save that student. Mm -hmm. I think, again, it's a collaborator to the human. It's not uh, necessarily always gonna, or, or even ever potentially, going to be something that just runs on its own. That, then we were in Skynet territory. We don't, <laughs> we don't, we don't, we don't need that. No, no, no. And yet we're still so early days mm -hmm. when it comes to institutional guidance and even knowing how to frame this. Many of us are still in the mm, declare that you thought about AI during the creation of this assignment. You know, <laughs> right, right, yeah, yeah. Give it credit. Give it credit. Yeah, yeah, I experimented with that in a talk I did yesterday. You know, I always you know try to look for like say public domain or Creative Commons licensed images, right? And so then you attribute that. But I uh, in an in, uh, true story, true story. Haven't told anybody this. In the as in, opposed to your usual lies and fabrications. That's, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> Just more of that. Yeah. Um, I was looking for a way to save time. So when I was looking for these images, I prompted ChatGPT to say, "Here are section headings." give me some suggestions for what kind of visuals would evoke the, the heading I was looking for. Bonus points if you can give me a link directly to a Creative Commons licensed image. I asked for eight things. Two of the eight, there were actually usable uh, images. Now, the ideas were good on about uh, six of them, I think, mm -hmm. but two, but the other four, there were links, but they were not links to the things that it described. <laughs> dirty liar. I keep that's saying right, it. It's a dirty liar. Right. But yeah. two of them were good. So on those two, I just experimented with this. Yeah. Here's my normal Creative Commons license thing. And then suggested by ChatGPT. I just I just appended. You know, just I've used, kind of model um, practice. Google Bard. Google Bard will deliver images also. And mm -hmm. I've asked for it to 
you know, give me Creative Commons images mm -hmm. with a link uh, for whatever the thing is, and um, and and it works. You have to tune it and give yeah. it some extra feedback. That's I want right. more of this or less yeah. of that, and, right. but. It, I don't have to go out and Google search those images, right? It, it serves them up to me. It's really, really convenient. Um, it's evolving so quickly, though. Like, I, I've been kind of trying to, I've been bookmarking all kinds of stuff in Twitter, mm -hmm, X, whatever. Mm -hmm. I know how you feel about I that. I know, yeah. Yeah, um, but all of these different examples of things that people have done, like, just sketched out on the back of a piece of paper, mm. an interface for an e-commerce site show that to the chat GPT-4 visual, whatever it's called now, and then it writes the code for it. Mm -hmm. It actually just does it. it. Based on just showing it a like a hand-drawn sketch on the back of a piece of paper, that's remarkable. And it's only going to get better. I think that's right. Um, but our institutional guidance, I, I worry. If, we, if we're too quick to define things and clamp down, then we're going to lose those benefits that we we're talking about, about student affordances and, mm -hmm. and so forth. Mm -hmm. And I know that's, a, that's an evolving thing at all of our institutions, but I think wherever you can exert influence, uh, dear listeners, at your institutions, just to be a little bit uh, broader uh, in conceptualization while seeking guardrails is probably a, a good thing. Because we're, end of the day, we're trying to do better for our students. So I guess I'll take a risk and, and say that over the next three to five years, I think that we will see more AI assistance, not less, within yeah. all of our roles, like the ones that we mentioned, right? Whether that's faculty all the way down to students and with um, instructional designer folks and administrative leaders in the in the middle. Yeah, well, I mean, this is, I don't think I'm original in saying this, but you know, the in the middle of the 20th century, late 20th century, um, the manufacturing process mm -hmm. was disrupted with the use of robots and automation, mm -hmm. like in car manufacturing or other kinds of manufacturing. And um, everybody always said that the white collar knowledge worker was insulated from that mm -hmm. sort of disruption. Mm -hmm. um, I think we're starting to see that maybe that's not necessarily true. So how can we as the human ensure that we're, you know, using this tool ethically, but also as a, as a, I don't know, uh, prosthesis of the human, not replace the human. Like it's making humans better, smarter, more efficient, but it's not replacing what is uniquely human in that process. Yeah, that's good. And, you know, and just, I know we've tilted a little AI heavy in this dual topic thing, but I think it's, it's relevant here to say that uh, one of our listeners did say that the trends of traditional age, first time in college students is that they want a blended learning option mm -hmm. and that that's one answer to help with the demographic 25 upcoming enrollment cliff. And another person said that, um, you know, talked about attracting and retaining, right? I think this AI assistance is a part of that. If we do this right, it's a very, it's not uh, cyborgian and, and techno reductionist. It's it's very human and it's very humane, uh, and and the tools let the the people be the people, and we appeal to the meet the needs of the of the learners. Mm -hmm. uh, I I hope we'll see more of that over the next five years or so. Let's hope. I don't want to live in a dystopian Blade Runner future. Well, no, right. Although you'd good, look good in um, wet leather, probably. I, I guess that's uh, that's yeah. good. You, you want to try to land this plane before we run out of time and they kick <laughs> us out of here? Maybe. All right. Um, so let's uh, let's think about the bottom line 
So um, if online and digital education is going to continue to meet the needs of today's learners, increasingly diverse needs, uh, and if there's one thing that we know is true, today's learners are becoming increasingly diverse across all spectrums of what that word means, we must lean into the human aspects of our work while also seeking efficiencies from our AI robot friends. <laughs> um, but we cannot afford to confuse the two of those. Yeah, well said. No, that's that's excellent. Well, uh, I think we're right at uh, just about time. But do you think I could fit in one plug before we go? Yes, shameless plug, um, permission granted. All right, thank you. The entire catalog of TopCast episodes is available on the TopCast website. Older episodes have faded from Apple Podcasts and possibly other platforms. They only like list so many back there, and we've got so many now that you know they, they, our old stuff is rolled off. So each episode page contains a transcript, a Twitter summary of highlights, and carefully curated read more about it topical links. And you would find all of that at topcast.online.ucf.edu topcast.online.ucf.edu. Until next time, for TopCast, I'm Kelvin. And I'm Tom. See ya.